What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, and this is the second of two episodes here today on this great Friday. Today, we are talking about specific players I am looking out for, and we are going to headline those with Kanata Mumfield today. We will talk about him, why I think he could be the breakout star of this game, some young guys I'm really looking forward to seeing, some guys I've heard that have done really well over the spring that I am looking forward to to seeing we are going to talk no quarterbacks in this episode. I've talked about Keaton Slovis and Nick Patty enough. We're going to talk about the rest of the team. We're going to talk about some young guys. We're going to talk about some more up-and-coming, intriguing guys that we haven't seen a lot of and we haven't talked a lot about in this episode. I want to get down to the nitty-gritty of this episode of Locked on Pit. Our Locked on Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, thank you for making the Locked on Pit Podcast your first listen every day. If you are watching this, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell, do all those great things here on the great platform of YouTube. And if you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review, do all that great stuff, leave feedback. Show is better when I hear from everyone else and what they want to hear about on this show. Now, folks, let's talk a little bit about some players. And I want to break this down specifically into players. We're not doing a quick overview. We are talking about specific players and we are talking about them more in depth. This is not the same as the earlier episode where we talked about them a little bit, kind of more of an overview of, okay, this is the battle. This is what we need to see. No, this is an actual in-depth breakdown. And I wanted to specifically talk about players. I think that could stand out or that have had good springs and that I think are going to stand out. And so this is an episode where we're just going to rollick, essentially. We're just going to go through, wax poetic about some football players, about some of their traits, uh, some of the things I've heard, and, and it'd be some really excited pit football stuff. This is pure football talk, and I really wanted just to make this episode just to talk a little bit about them. And Kanata Mumfield was the, the number one, number numero uno, uh, that I wanted to talk about in this episode because the things I've heard about this man are some of the craziest things I have heard about a pit player in a while specifically a pit receiver you know the jordan addison talk his freshman year was always big yes he mossed paris ford and there were all these big time talks about how great he was and obviously these came to fruition their young freshman was really balling out early on but cannot mumfield here it, it sounds like this dude could be a real game changer for pit he could be better than any receiver not named jordan addison they had next, last year he could be another dimension to this team that they just don't have and he's such a an interesting prospect in that regard and anytime you watch what can on do at Akron and the route running for him as a freshman just it, it was on another level right just unbelievable and I think there's a reason why he gets so much hype and it's because of that true Route running prowess, the explosiveness. Not just that, though, moreover, the fluidity, the ability to use his eyes, the ability to set guys up, attack leverage. He's so polished from a route running standpoint. It really is kind of freaky because young guys aren't usually this polished. 
especially guys that end up going to Akron, you don't see guys like this. And I have, you know, specific, there are a few guys you can look at and you could sell me on his route running prowess being very similar to. Very similar to. And so when you actually sit down and watch what Kadon Mumfield does, he has specific route running styles. He has this kind of short, choppy gait, but he always explodes off the inside part of his foot. It's always explosive. Like every movement he has is efficient. It's never wasted. He gains a lot of separation and he's still got this kind of physicality to work through contact and make some contested grabs. So you still have to worry about it. He's good ball skills, good ball tracking, a little bit thin, but he's a guy that looks really good. And he looks so dynamic to me. 6'1", about 180. This guy looks like a stud. I think there is a very good chance that we come back to this game and say this is the moment he showed up. This is the moment Kanata Mumfield put everyone on notice. And I throw this out here. And I throw it out here very, very, very much so in the context of a compliment. He reminds me a lot of, specifically of how he runs his routes, specifically of which he does his pacing. He's able to work the timing. He's able to gain separation, his after-the-catch ability. He reminds me a ton of Jerry Judy. And, and I really say that. And again, I'm not saying he's ever going to reach the heights necessarily Judy might reach. He could. But I am telling you, Kanata Mumfield runs rods similarly. He has this unbelievable type of fluidity. Has these unbelievable things you look at him that you just don't understand how he has that type of change of direction. Like, that's the type of guy we're talking about here in Kanata Mumfield. He's really, really good. And I think people need to, to be alert for him. I don't know how much he's going to play in this game, but I think he could be in for a huge season, a huge career here at Pitt. I think I think we're looking at a future NFL receiver here. And again, that's before he's even stepped on the field for one game in a pit uniform. I'm going mostly off of what I've heard and mostly off of what I've watched at Akron. He looks like an NFL traitsy type of guy. He looks like an NFL athlete. He He's going on his way to run NFL routes. He's doing all this stuff. He looks like an NFL player to me. He looks like a future NFLer. And so I'm really excited about Kanata Mumfield, and I'm really, very, really looking forward to seeing him for the first time here against Pitt's DBs because I think he could have a really big game in this one. Uh, another receiver I really do want to look out for, and a guy that I've heard so many good things about is Jane Bradley. A freshman guy that has come in and did some good things, some good things last year. Wasn't always consistent. Got some more reps than he thought he would after some injuries kind of hit pit at the receiver position later in the year when you had Mac hurt, when you had Barden hurt, when you then had Tipton get banged up, when you had Stovall get banged up. And he was thrust into the spotlight. And he did some good things. Made some really nice catches in contested situations. A very interesting player to me. Jane Bradley is ultra-talented, though. Really an athletic player. You can see the athleticism. He's 6'3", 195 type of guy, but he, he's not that he's not that small anymore. He's 6'3", probably 210 now. He's added some muscle onto his frame. You can tell he's a little bit bigger. He's going to be able to deal with contact a little bit better, and that's going to be something big for him. It really is going to be something big for him. And I, I talked to people about specifically who he could be, and, and they 
you know, and who we're talking about here in terms of a comparison. Because, you know, I've heard it all. Like, okay, who could he be? And, and, and here's the thing. Here's what I always come back to. And kind of the, the comparison I've heard now that I think he's going to be up to about 6'3", 205, 210. And what I've heard is there have been some, you know, comparisons to Drake London. Um, some things like that, right? Like not not going to be the same type of player because London's a future top ten pick, and I would I don't think Bradley's going to reach that level. But I think in kind of the similar vein, this dude that can really go up and make any catch that he wants at the point of attack, uh, and that's just a really good and well named example uh, that you would maybe be a little bit more uh, keen to and know who that is. Um, there are obviously other better players. Like if you want to throw out a decent receiver at the FBS level that could compare to him, someone like a Seth Williams from Auburn, if you remember him a few years back, uh, someone like that, I think could could kind of be akin to a Jane Bradley. It's a little maybe more athletic than someone like that, um, but I'm not sure he's ever going to have the sink to make consistent separation. Um, but I think he's got good speed. I think he's got a good height, weight, speed guy. I think he's the type of guy they don't really have in this room outside of him. Um, I think he's a pretty unique player in that regard. Um, Barton's more of just a, a true burner, uh, but I think Bradley has this height, weight, speed thing to him, and he's got an element to him with physicality where if he can use this added bulk, I think, to use a little bit more physically, to, to get better after the catch, get those tough yak yards, uh, to get solid blocking-wise on the perimeter there, I think there's a few things you can watch where Jan Bradley maybe take that next step. And, you know, maybe he never ends up being that good, uh, in terms of, you know, those comps I threw out, like maybe he ends up being like a Jester Wea. That could be a very real outcome. Someone like a Jester Wea is someone who he could remind me of. Um, I think that type of player, you know, that type of speed, that type of, of athlete that they have, I think that is who we're looking at here. I think, you know, that would be a fine outcome for Jaden Bradley. I think he has a higher ceiling than that. But I also want to keep realistic here. If you want a pit comp to him, I think recently, I think one of the better comps you're going to find is a Jester Wea type player. I think that's kind of what we're looking at here. But he could end up being better than that if he really polishes off the ends, gets into the weight room, consistently works on his route running, works on his releases, and does all that. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. How much has he improved in the releases area? How much has he improved in beating off press? I thought that was the big area last year. And maybe it was play strength that he lacked. We'll see what he does now that he's a little bit bigger and he's in the strength program for another spring. And obviously that'll be bigger next year when he has the whole summer and the whole weight training program between now and the beginning of the season. He still has more room to grow uh, in that time. So I think that'll be very important to watch for Jaden Bradley. Now there are plenty of other guys. I'm going to switch over to defense here for a little bit that I do want to talk about. But first, let me let you know about Built Bar because folks, trust me when I tell you Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar around that you will find. It has protein bar infused marshmallows. Yeah, they're called the Puffs. The Built Bar Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. So you can get these Built Bars to place your candy bars, but here's the catch. You also get all the health benefits of a normal protein bar. And you get low in calories, low sugar, low in net carbs, high in protein. So you get all the health benefits of a protein bar while getting deliciousness that not many protein bars will bring to the table. So all you have to do is go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off at Built.com. 
Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. talk through some of these guys here on the team that some of the players I'm looking for in this spring game that I specifically really want to watch and now I want to go over to the defensive side of the ball we talked about two really solid receivers that I think are going to be able to stick out in this game however the defensive side of the ball is also going to be very interesting and one of the guys I have circled on this specifically and you know we talked about the linebackers a ton so I'm going to try and avoid the linebackers I have Bambrina defensive end circled in this one because boy, oh boy, I think Bambrina has big time potential to be a, a contributor on this defensive line this year. And I, I don't think people realize that when he got some more time last year, he was honestly pretty good. Like every time Bambrina came in to me, that, that looked like a guy that belonged. He looked like a guy that really played well. And he had that sack against Michigan state he had a nice game against Virginia Tech. I thought that Bam Bruno looked really good last year. And he's going to get a lot of playing time this year. And the thing about Bam Bruno that is always really exciting to me about him is he has this blend of burst and length that just not many guys are born with. And, and to be a really great edge rusher, you have to have that type of burst. And, and you don't always have to have the length, but when you have burst and length, that gives you an ability to do some really good things. This is what made Patrick Jones so good as a two-star, and this is what made him so projectable. This is why Pitt took a chance on Patrick Jones, right? Patrick Jones was a very athletic player that was just raw, but he had good length too. So he had these traits that just needed to be worked on, and it was all a projection, and, and Pitt ended up working on them. He ended up putting the work, and he ends up in the NFL. And again, that's not necessarily going to end up being what Bambrina is, not all guys who traits end up being good. And Brina looks the part, though. And that's the thing about Bambrina. It's such a deep rotation. It can be tough to break until late into your college career because it's so loaded. But this year, I have a hard time seeing him not getting into the rotation. He's got a really good club swipe move. He's got a good dip and rip. Um, that, that, that sack he had again in the Peach Bowl was on that club swipe move, um, which was really good. And, and it's a rare one to have in this pit room. I think he's like the only one that really runs that. Um, and, and so I'd like what he does. And the thing about his burst is it's not just instantaneous burst. Yeah, that's good to have, but some guys have burst and then die out on the track. And that makes you easier to loop around. You're not a true speed rusher. The, the, these OTs can can cover better. It's it's different, right? And so there's a lot of different mechanics too. Barina has sustained explosiveness. He is fast and fast and fast around that track. I'm looking forward to seeing Bam Brina in this game because I think this young man could be poised for big things here in 2022. Another guy I'm looking forward to in a freshman that came in that I'm hearing really good things about is Rylan Gandy, the cornerback from Georgia. This is a guy that I have heard has had a really solid spring, had an interception last week. I think Gandy has some really good traits to him. And by that, I mean, he is very smart for where he's at right now in the process. You know, Ryland Gandy is not necessarily a guy that I expected to come in. He's, you know, a little bit undersized, probably needs to get in the weight training program a little bit, but there's a fourth cornerback spot open. There definitely is room in that rotation. Now, Rashad Battle could get that. Tamarin Crumpley, Noah Biglow, they're all going to fight for it. They're all going to fight for it. 
But Ron Gandy has a chance here to throw his head to the ring. Again, he's got the whole summer to work through this. The fact that he's going to be in this weight training program this spring, as well as get into the football, learn the scheme now, and then still be able to go in the summer is important. It's very important for Ryland Gandy because he is a little bit, a little bit fit. And that's the big thing with him is that does he have the play strength to work in a press scheme system right now? He does. His frame is definitely not filled out. His frame is 100% light, thin, and has plenty of room to grow. The guy is, I, I, the guy, I don't even think he's 18 yet. So he's very young. So very young, very projectable, but the raw tools are so good. They really are six foot prototypical size, good length. Uh, comes in with really good explosiveness. He comes in ready and tailor made as a type of athlete you look for. And so that is something I am really looking forward to. And he's a ball hawk too, a big time ball hawk. So this is a guy that was only a three star, but heavily recruited, had over 20 power five offers. So he is a heavily recruited guy with a lot of pedigree here. And he's ready to compete. And I heard good things about him. Sticky man coverage. Probably needs to work on that play strength a little bit. That'll be something that is big. I think he has to work on his tackling a little bit as well. A few things that Ron Gandy will have to work upon. But I like the traits, and I'm looking forward to seeing how ready-made he is. He's got some good matchups in this one to go up against, including Jared Wayne, those guys over there. I think that'll be fun to watch. Another guy that I really want to highlight on the defensive side of the football, though, and this one is obviously a hyped-up name, Elliot Donald. And we do want to talk about Elliot Donald a little bit because is this the year he steps in? Is this the year Elliot Donald cracks that D-line rotation? Redshirt freshman, high-pedigree guy. He is ready, I think, right now to come in and at the very least, on a lot of teams, he'd be playing. High motor, willing to go, explosive, that type of guy. I think he's a good player. And I really, really do like what I see from Elliot Donald. His high school tape was fun because he was explosive. He was, a, he was big and bad. He had to work on the technique, though. It was his counters that needed worked on. It was the pass rush moves themselves. He had one move. It was a quick swim, and he had a little rip. Question is, is he going to be able to work on those? And I've heard he's really diversified his skill set in that regard. The coaches are really impressed with him. They're really liking what he's done. He's put in the work. And, yeah, he has a lot of expectations to live up to. Let's, let me put this into perspective. I think there is room for another defensive tackle in this rotation. I really do. You lose Keyshawn Camp. So now you have guys like Danielson, Cansey, Green, Bentley. They're back. You have Chris Maloney and DeAndre Jules. You also have, you know, those guys have played a little bit. But I think Elliot Donald, telling you, he has the traits. And if he improved, as I've heard, I think we're looking at a guy that could potentially sack himself into that rotation and work a little bit this year and get some legitimate playing time in his second season. I'm really looking forward to seeing how much he has grown in that area. So that'll be something to certainly watch for Elliot Donald. 
There are still more players I do want to watch, though, and I want to point out to you guys, someone on offense, some on defense as well. But first, let me let you know about BetOnline, because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the rest of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. podcast everybody as we continue to talk through some players i am looking forward to seeing in this game and every time i look at some of these young players you get a little bit excited because you've seen some of their tape some of the guys you've seen that are local you've seen them up live and personal and so you you necessarily have to get a little bit hyped right because these guys are so fun to watch and one of those guys that I saw on tape that I saw in practice last year and that I thought could be a really interesting player was Khalil Anderson. And he's one of the guys to watch straight up. And here's what I'm saying when I look at someone like Khalil Anderson, a freshman that did not look like a freshman coming into his freshman year, just looked built ready. For the next level. It was special in that regard. Always had the size. Had physicality. Just needed to learn some things. You know technical things. Footwork specific things. You know how to use his leverage effectively. How to do all this stuff. How to learn specific techniques. Okay this is when you use a speed turn. This is the specific things that were required at the next level. Next level things. And they move him to free safety. Which is interesting because. You know, I thought he would. I thought he would stick a corner. I thought he'd be a starter there. And it does make sense to a degree. It does. Pitt does some of this flip flopping every year. You know, Battle was free safety last year. Now he's back at corner. I look at Kalu Anderson and say he has traits to be a field safety. Very high intellectual kid, a guy that is willing to learn, a very tough worker that is willing to put himself fully to a position like this. The, the toughest position in the defense, in my opinion. So he's willing to take in and just all that information. They wouldn't put him here if they didn't have his, the confidence in him to adjust all that information. If you were not on the ball as the field safety and Pat Narduzzi's scheme, boom, things happen bad. Because coverage busts are plentiful in that regard. And when it happens, it happens bad. And this is why you saw Eric Hallett play there so much last year. Because while he had his issues, Guy was he's one of the smartest players on the team. And DeMar Hamlin made it work. One of the smartest players on the team. But this is different. Khalil Anderson could be a guy that meshes some athletic traits with the football IQ and splices them together. If he can hit and fully put himself to this, Pitt could have a different type of field safety than they had in a while. DeMar Hamlin was a decent athlete, not always a great athlete. And the same thing is with Eric Hallett. Not a great athlete but a really smart player. Khalil Anderson can put both those together. Pick it out of a field safety that they haven't had under Pat Narduzzi. 
And so that's something to watch. I think he's a big player to watch. The potential's there, but how does he adjust? I don't know. Now you look at someone like, on offense, someone that you really need to step up. You need someone to step up at a position specifically, and you need someone at that tight end spot. So who should you look out for specifically? Gavin Bartholomew will play a little bit, not as much. The one guy I would look out for in this room, though, is Jake Rent. Now, he's a guy that's going to be starting. He will be starting in this game for the gold team. So Jake Renda will get some tread. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. Because Jake Renda is an interesting player. You know, one of those younger guys that we haven't seen a lot about. Has good traits to do it. I played at IMG Academy. But how ready is he to play now? That was the question last year, and he wasn't ready. Didn't have the fluidity to play completely out there. He's a he's a different type of player from Gavin Bartholomew, though. Because Renda's interesting in that he is more so going to be about... A, he's going to be about doing both things, but he's going to try and play a lot more in line. And by that, I mean, you have a guy here that's probably not going to split out like a Lucas Kroll. He's probably not going to play a ton of H-back. Probably going to be an inline, put your hand in the dirt type of guy who's very mean at the point of attack. Not that he can't run rounds. He can, for sure. I think he's more of a scene buster, though, which is a good rule to have. Pitt doesn't necessarily have a scene buster on roster. He's going to be the guy. If he can step up as a blocker, and I think that's where the primary upside with him is, where are you going to look for Jake Ronda to play in 12 personnel? Of course you are then. If he's able to steam bust, that's big time for Pitt. That's what they'll need. And the tight end room is going to be a real focus of this one because it's a battle. Who's going to be tight end too? We have no idea. Could it be a transfer? Sure. Or is one of these young guys going to step up? And could, could it be Jake Renda? I think if, if one of them steps up, it's going to be Jake Renda. And then on offense, one other guy I really am looking forward to watching is Ryan Bear. I mean, his tape is just unbelievable. His high school tape is mean. And again, that high school tape is not always translatable to the next level. And you got to understand that to a degree. But here is the thing. Ryan Bear, if he brings that type of mentality to this room, there's no one else in the room bar Carter Warren that has that mentality. That mean mentality where he just wants to go out and kill the guy. That's two steps away from him. And that is a type of tone that needs to be set in some way. You know, Pitt needs to be a very, very mean offensive line in some way to establish some type of tone. And tone setting is not, the, not everything. In fact, it's not a lot in this day and age. But when you're Pitt and you are a team that's not always going to have a top quarterback or you don't feel like it, but maybe you go on a little run here, you're not always going to have a Kenny Pickett. Running the ball is going to be useful. And having a guy like a Ryan Bear that can really make defenses wear down easily, a guy that is going to hit them hard, and a guy that is not just a, a meathead that's going to snap your neck. I mean, he's not just a guy that is going to run around and say, yeah, I'm going to put you in the dirt, but you're going to beat me like five out of ten times. Or you're going to beat me, you know, most of the time. Bear is a guy that has considerable upside to be a real good player, while also bringing that mentality. And that's the type of things Pitt needs, you know? And and so a guy like him is 
nicely needed here. Some pedigree on that offensive line. They're going to get him. Four-star here. Ryan Bear really interested to see what he brings to the table. Really big dude. Interested to see his movement skills. Interested to see where he needs to work on things. But a guy that I think is ready to come in now and really change a different type of culture on that offensive line. Work with a guy like Carter Warren. Could not think of much of a better mentor for Ryan Barry than Carter Warren. Has that type of nasty mentality that you really like and you really look for in your offensive lineman. So I am really looking forward to seeing those players on Saturday. Obviously, watching all the other guys. We'll see if there's a breakout star that I did not name. And here we will obviously talk about them in the post-show from the spring game. We will talk about them all week as well. It's all coming up next week on Locked on Pit, folks. As always, thanks for listening. And as always, hail to Pit.